Undeceptions podcast. Small Wonders with Laurel Moffat. I'm standing on top of the Mesa, looking over at Cliff Palace, which is an ancient Pueblo village, really, a set of structures, a tower, um, kivas, and many rooms, like homes, all nestled in a crack in the rock of the Mesa. And as I look up and down a stretch of um, the mesa across from me, there are six other communities that were all built into the rock hundreds of years ago. They lived here from 500 AD to about 1300 AD. The structures were built somewhere around in the 1100s, 1200s. So for a hundred years or more, they lived between a rock and a hard place, basically. And from what I can tell, they flourished here. I've been to the cliff dwellings at Mesa Verde four times. I first saw them when I was 16 years old, but not with my eyes. I saw them through reading Willa Cather's The Professor's House. There was something about her description that brought the place to life for me and captured my imagination. An ancient civilization preserved in stone. The evidence of ordinary human lives of an ancient culture and continuity with the past, layers of history held in stone. When I first saw it with my eyes a few years later, I saw it through her description of the place. I was young and single, about to embark on a grand adventure. I saw the cliff dwellings through my experience of reading Cather. I was continually struck by the similarity between her description from the early 20th century with the place as it was when I first saw it 90 years later. I thought about what it must have been like for those brothers who ventured into the canyon and saw the dwellings for the first time in the late 1800s. I saw it all as through the eyes of a lone adventurer.
Almost 20 years passed before I saw it again. This time, I brought my family. I was struck on this visit by the way daily life was lived in the stone alcoves, the communal nature of life in a cliff dwelling. I saw the dwellings as if they were an ancient apartment building, not unlike the one we'd lived in years before. Once again, I saw the place through the lens of my own experience, this time as a wife and mother. My first two physical visits to Mesa Verde were at the peak of summer. Both times it was hot and crowded. The park was busy, full of visitors, a hive in stone. There was the constant hum of human activity about the place, and it was the people there and the features of human life that could easily capture and hold your attention. A few months ago, I went again, this time in winter. There's something about winter that focuses the mind, where the busyness of more comfortable times falls away, and the cold or the wind or the harshness of the environment asks for a single-minded gaze, a focused attention. When I stood in the cold in that place, I could see how limited I had been on previous visits in my sight and my understanding of the place, how the elements of my own life had informed my sense of it. I had wanted to understand it, but I kept seeing it and defining it through the lens of my own experience, through the features of my own geography, so to speak. It was interchangeably the setting of a novel a place of discovery for an adventure, a neighborhood for a community, a home for a family. And now, I wasn't exactly sure what to make of it. What was this place in itself? It was almost empty this time, and there seemed to be a hum or a song in the wind, as in the wind through the trees, the wind through the sandstone alcoves seemed to be singing. I'm not sure if you can hear it. Maybe it's nothing. There have been times in my life, and maybe yours as well, when life has felt particularly hard. It felt like this after the death of my father, and it's felt like this when I've had to make my way through a difficult decision. It felt like this during the breakdown of a relationship. And in these moments, when the only options are difficult ones, the phrase that seems to suit best is that of being between a rock and a hard place. 
When you are in a very difficult place or in the midst of making a difficult decision, it can feel as though the only options available to you are hard ones. When there's no easy answer or easy way out or easy anything, everything can feel as hard as stone. The usual responses to difficulty and hardship are either avoid it or muddle through it in order to overcome it and hopefully get to the other side. Which is why I suppose I've always been a bit perplexed by the habit of some Christians to send scripture verses describing God as a rock, as a message of encouragement. To such notes I've received, I've wanted to say, I don't think I need another rock, thank you. Life is hard enough already. I knew what they meant by it. I knew they meant well. A rock is dependable. A rock is stable. A rock is safer than something like quicksand. I know all this, but still, a rock? A cold, hard rock? Give me some of those feathered wings I can hide under, like Psalm 91 talks about. Show me the soft side of God. I want a lullaby God, not a stony God. And anyway, what help could a rock possibly offer? Mesa Verde and the land around it, for hundreds of miles, thousands even, was once the bottom of a great sea the Western Interior Seaway. This sea ran from what is now the Gulf of Mexico in the south all the way to the Arctic Ocean in the north. It split the continent of North America in two, west and east. And it was the work of the sea in its retreats and its expansions that made the layers that now make up the Mesa Verde landform, a layered cake of shale, coal, and sandstone. The sea deposited first the sand that became the base of sandstone, and then the silt and mud that formed the layer of Mancus shale. There are fossils in this layer, memories of the sea, oysters, ammonites, shark teeth. As the sea retreated, it left beach sand that became another layer of sandstone. The sea continued its retreat, leaving in its wake a coastal plain of swamps and streams. Plants and trees grew, and the imprints of leaves and branches are in the shale of this layer. And then the sea returned, and with it the sand that makes up the sandstone at the top. This is the stone out of which people fashioned homes and formed communities over a thousand years ago. There are ripples in the sandstone of this top layer, the kind of ripples that waves make at the shore of the sea. What I realized as I looked 
at Mesa Verde a few months back and saw it for what felt like the first time was the hardness of the place. That is, the harshness of the environment here. I had been there in summer and knew the heat, and now I was there in winter and felt the bitterness of the cold. It was the kind of cold that can freeze water pooled in stone and split a rock. When the only choices you have are tough ones, when the cold is so cold and the heat so hot, when you are caught between a rock and a hard place, the safest place, it turns out, is not the soft place, but the place that is tougher than all the rocks and stones you find yourself between. What I realized about Mesa Verde was that the stone offered protection, and as a result, space, room, comfort, safety, community. It offered the opportunity for arts to be created and explored. It enabled a community to live and to live well. But the rock was only ever there because of a long, hard time of immense pressure. The years and years of wait under the Western Interior Sea. Maybe I'd been wrong about God and the comfort a rock can offer, the softness that can live there. The description of God as a rock is the result of the weight of his own faithfulness and constancy as recorded in Scripture. The fact that he has kept his promises, and according to songs such as Psalm 143, he keeps those promises forever, far longer and more constant than the work of a prehistoric sea. Now when I see Mesa Verde in my mind's eye, I see the rock of it, how it wears its past as a vast inland sea, the way that the description of God in Psalm 18 as a rock reveals his character as the one who sees the hardness of the world and offers in its place the permanence of his love, who sees the grit and grimness of hard times and raises instead his relentless grace. This is the reminder that Mesa Verde offers me now, that when you're caught between a rock and a hard place, always go for the strongest, hardest rock. Here there is shelter. Here there is life. Let me hide myself in thee 
Podcast.